Before we get started, I just wanted everybody to know that this episode is going to have some adult language. So, parental discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. This show is sponsored by Robinhood. Investing now for the rest of us. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101, the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency. This is Matthew Aaron, and today we have on Mr. Scott Shepard, co-founder of XYO. And I love this conversation for two reasons. The first is because of XYO Network. They have a unique use case for blockchain technology that I have not seen before. GPS on the blockchain. We're going to go into that in depth, but in a nutshell, right now, you can spoof GPS. Imagine playing Pokemon Go, and you can spoof GPS to put yourself anywhere in the world to collect the best Pokemon. That's not fair. Well, with blockchain technology, they have found a way and have a working product, so you can't spoof GPS location. And you'll see how important that is to many industries in a minute. And the other reason I like this conversation is because we go down the rabbit hole of entrepreneurship. What does it take to start a company and grow to 70 plus employees in the new emerging market? Scott shares his experiences with us, and I thought it was a great educational conversation. But before we get into this talk, please go to Crypto101Podcast.com. There, you can do all kinds of things. Send us an email. Join our social medias, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Stay up to date on what's happening in Crypto101. Don't forget to buy Crypto 101, Johnny's Guide to Cryptocurrency, available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, and buy it with Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. Also, please do us a favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a positive rating, and a comment. It really helps us stay visible. And last but not least, think about becoming a patron. Patrons, please go to Crypto 101's Patreon page where we have a gift for you for your support. And now, without further ado, here's Mr. Scott Shepard, co-founder of XYO Network. We'll see you after the show. Scott Shepard, co-founder of XYO. Welcome to Crypto 101, sir. It is an honor to be here. Scott, what we want to do today is we want to get to know about you XYO and the future. But before we go into XYO and the tokens and what you guys are doing and your amazing work with XYO, I want to get to know you. I really want to get to know where you're from, how you came to be who you are today, and well, how you got started into cryptocurrency. Let's start at the beginning, sir. So I am from Orange County, California, originally from Lake Forest and Mission Viejo area. And I lived in Orange County my entire life up until I was 28 years old. So I had a great upbringing. My parents are still together, which is very rare. They're like madly in love with each other. My dad is, as you know, you saw me talk earlier, is uh, he's the XYO token holder number one. Yep. Yep. He put a chunk of his retirement in XYO, which is one of the reasons I think it has succeeded is because when the ships are burned, uh, there's no going back. Uh, you make stuff succeed. And then I went, I went off to college in Orange County at this small liberal arts school uh, called Chapman University. It was a miracle that I got into college in the first place. I was a disinterested student in high school, was super bored. All through school, my entire life, I was, of course, diagnosed with uh, ADHD at a very young age. 
Same here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and and then I was seen from a very young age as a class clown. So I could, and it's, it's weird with, with school and like elementary school, when you, especially when you go to one school, once you're put in a category or a stereotype, you are in that stereotype for the rest of your career at that school. So I was seen as the class clown, even though I loved reading, I was really into learning stuff that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Because I just had a sense of humor, they thought that I just had ADHD and was not taking anything seriously. So I let it affect me, especially in high school, where I was like, you know what? School is just like the system is just ridiculous. It's set up in a really dumb way where I'm like not even going to try. Uh, or or only tried in certain capacities. And then in 2008, I graduated with a degree in finance, which was the absolute worst time <laughs> to graduate with a finance <laughs> degree. I think I went like, oh, for 100. Mm. I couldn't get anything. Wow, One man. of the hardest, and especially if like there's people out there listening that are just starting their careers, the hardest thing in my career was just getting the first person to say yes and take a chance on me. And in 2008, I had created, it was a very exciting time. Web 2.0, the bubble you know, of Web 2.0 was emerging. Twitter was brand new. Right. I went to the Twitter offices and got toured around by Biz Stone when it was just 30 people. Wow. And back then, I also worked with a guy who later went on to create a company known as Uber. He started Uber Cab. And I was doing all these exciting things, self-taught myself technology because I couldn't get a job in finance. I then decided to create a white label version of Twitter client called Yonkly. Yonkly? Yes, Yonkly. It had a ridiculous name, but it was a very innovative idea at the time. And it was related to another startup called Yon2 back in the day. And a recruiter from the startup Yon2 decided to contact me through this, and Yontu actually turned out to be Ari Tro's company, uh, my co-founder and business partner in XYO. He was one of the only crazy people at the time in 2008 actually starting a company in 2008 when everyone was going through turmoil and, you know, running for the hills. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so you and Ari, how did that relationship happen? Was he the first person that took a chance on you, just like you just said? Like, nobody was saying yes. You wanted to get somebody to say yes. And then how did that relationship build? Uh, that is exactly right. Yeah, he is the first person that said, wow, this kid is smart. He's also... Very humble as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he, 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 he saw how passionate I was and uh, how driven I was. And I think what, what is kind of the metric and the thing that we care about the most uh, at XYO and like what I look for in employees and new employees now is like, how much do you care? And you could tell that I cared about what I was doing. I was passionate about technology and I had zero experience, right? He didn't even know what the heck he was going to hire me for, but he was like, you know what? I need to hire this kid and take a chance and he is the only one that took a chance on me. And so basically I have spent, especially with the amazing story that XYO has turned into, I've spent uh, a lot of uh, my time you know, re- repaying him and basically making him feel great about taking a chance on me. So Ari was the first person to say yes. What was the company about? What was he trying to do and how did you fit in? 
Yeah, at the time, uh, this is when the concept or idea of Facebook apps didn't exist. So it was a brand new concept. He First off, he created a technology for MySpace that allowed you to turn off those annoying layouts and all the color schemes on MySpace. Oh, man. When, it, you, when you pimped your page. Yes. Okay. It was called Sanity Switch. So oh, you just hit you. a switch on your page. And every single other person's page that you visited, it would turn off their annoying glittery layouts. Oh, my. He, he's a savior. I didn't know he was a saint. Yes. Now, here is what he discovered. In doing that, he discovered just how big the personalization space is. So he decided to do the exact opposite thing for Facebook. <laughs> he created the first ever, it was called Yontu Layers, the first ever technology that allowed you to add layouts and personalization layers to your Facebook profile. And it caught on like crazy. Wow. Uh, so I joined him in that technology company and it was just a wild and amazing ride so yeah and so what did you do it there like what did you learn what did you discover about yourself because from starting out as somebody taking a chance on you to be a co-founder of a blockchain company now valued at 20 million dollars i think it's spot number 250 on coin market cap and you're just having an amazing party for your shareholders your your investors your token holders that's a big change there must have been some building blocks there. Tell us about your building blocks. So from that point, you know, it's 2018 today. That was back in 2008. And so just like every single other overnight success story, mine took 10 years. <laughs> it was not overnight. It was from that point up until this point, I probably, I have worked seven days a week. So has Ari. Mm. We've been doing it, a lot of it, right, without the huge in public recognition. Mm -hmm. It is the secret sauce is what what a lot of people kind of already know. It comes from persistence. It comes from just grinding. It comes from uh, Ari, myself, and our engineer. His name is, uh, we call him Big Head, but his real name is Carter Harrison. There was many nights especially a year ago, when we would be blasting Pink Floyd till 11 p.m. on a Friday night, eating pizza, doing the startup thing, and wondering whether or not we're just absolutely insane or crazy or wasting our youth on building something mm -hmm. that, and we know the odds and the, the failure rate of new projects and startups. And so it was uh, the building blocks was just grinding it out, you know, sweat and working and a lot of reading. There was, there's, you know, compared to where I was in 2008 to where I am today, it's, I am a different person. Uh, How and, so? Uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, I think the passion and drive and fire is, is there. It's, it's very, it's very much the same. But knowing the, the how and the how to actually build a movement and build something special and and those times when you can you can only read it in a book so often you know like pers having persistence and perseverance right. when things get tough right, right. Uh, but when you go through crazy and rocky waters 
to actually live it is a completely different experience. Right. And it's a lot more fun when you live it. You have to come up with your own mantras when, you know, when let's, there's just always issues in business, right? That come up and you're like the mantra that I came up with is, and you've heard me say it to our community, our crowd is screw it. Let's do it. Mm. What we're doing is absolutely insane. We're trying to decentralize location. We're trying to displace GPS. Our customers are, uh, or our competitors are not really just companies like, oh, what if Uber decides to enter this market or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our competitors are the world's superpowers. You know, the U.S. Right. government, right. China, that operate the GPS system. Right. You're walking home at night and going, am I insane to actually think we can build this? And you push through and you're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. And so, it's paid off. <laughs> so we, we, we've, we'll talk about XYO in a little bit, but I want to know a little bit about your entrepreneur kind of philosophy. Uh, you, you just said that, you know, you're a different person from 10 years ago. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. They might be just doing something like starting a blog, maybe fantasy football, making a podcast, whatever it is. They are doing the same thing that in working hard and they don't know if they're going to be successful. What would you say are your three things that are necessary to be an entrepreneur and get to where they want to go? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, all right, so so my mantra, my value system, uh, and I'll, t- I'll tell you kind of my, the building blocks of how I, I used to operate, uh, but still really defines me at the core. The values that drive me for what you need to have as an entrepreneur, first off, you have to have a set of values that motivate you and drive you. For me, it's the acronym is LCL. It's learn create, laugh. The first one, learn. I was not so much am right now, though it is still a top value in my life, but a huge reader obsessed with learning. If you go to my uh, my apartment, my studio, you will find just bricks of note cards and book notes and notes from all of the books that I've read. I've just like just nonstop reading. So you need the knowledge and you need to be able to figure out how to find the the habits to be a constant and never ending uh, voracious reader. Uh, the second thing is create. I think you need to you constantly need to as an entrepreneur to create and actually take action. The theme that's really kind of described or defined my past year has been a lot of creating. So 2018, I haven't really sat still for that long because we are doing so many exciting things. For 2017, I swear to God, my life was the exact opposite. I would go to the uh, downtown San Diego Central Library. If you go down and ask any single uh, downtown San Diego Central Library, like guard or the coworkers, they, they remember. They know me. you. I would go there every single day. VIP. I would I would read and sit in like a booth. I called my office. Uh, I actually put on my, like my websites. My uh, my office was the San Diego Library office. It was third floor periodical section. Mm. I had a booth over there where I hid out, and all I did was sharpened my mind, sharpened my craft. Uh, studied the marketing greats. I'll tell you the three or two of the best books that I read in the past year, uh, which I think every single one of your listeners could benefit from. 
the first one is a guy named Gary Halbert. He is a famous marketer and copywriter. A copywriter is someone who essentially writes, it's like salesmanship in print. Mm-hmm. It is writing messages and words to your readers, to your core audience, mm-hmm. it's to get in their minds and really understand them. And it's to create a movement. Gary Halbert, there's a book called The Boron Letters. Uh, the Boron Letters is a book that Gary Halbert wrote to his son when Gary Halbert in the 80s was serving time in Boron Federal Prison in hmm. Boron, California. Oh, shit. And he he served time because I think he marketed and did copywriting for a client, and the client ended up not fulfilling the orders, and he got dragged into it as oh, well. Man. So he had to basically serve a year in in prison. So he decides to write a set of letters while he's in prison to his 16-year-old son named Bond Halbert. In this book, The Boron Letters, he describes to his son not just how to build yourself up as a marketer and what the art of copywriting is and to teach his son this, but also how to rebuild yourself up when you've hit rock bottom as a man. It's a great book to check out. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, It will teach you a lot about marketing and life. The second book that uh, was amazing for me that I think every entrepreneur should read is a book by Russell Brunson called Expert Secrets. He also has one called Dotcom Secrets. It's really good. It's about creating a movement, and he has a podcast as well called, I don't even know what it's called, Marketing Secrets. It's something that's really positive energy uh, fun to follow. His persona and character is probably on the exact opposite side of the spectrum as me because he is a, a freaking Mormon dude with like five kids. And I am. Oh, is he? Yes. And he's, oh, wow. he's a Mormon dude with five kids that doesn't cuss. And I'm at the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I only cuss when it's necessary. And sometimes it really just is necessary to. It's true. Uh, to get people's attention. Uh, that said, if Russell cusses, uh, he's going to have to go to his Mormon church and repent so that he doesn't go to hell. I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Just kidding, but seriously. Um, so those are two great books I think every entrepreneur should read. And so that was my 2017. My 2017 was sharpening my mind, refining my craft. My 2018 was just about taking action and putting every single thing I learned uh, into action, and that has come into fruition with XYO. I think I think we missed a letter though, because the first one was learn, this next okay. one was create, and then yeah. there is L. The last one is laugh. Okay. And that one is actually that that one. You know, I yeah, it's funny. I was going to skip over that. Yeah, you can't. I you can't skip over laughing, man. It I in every single thing I do, especially with XYO. And the things we take on, we have taken on some unconventional things. And, you know, we were presented with an opportunity to sponsor the Indy 500, NASCAR races. That's kind of looked at 
upon developers, for instance, as, oh, like sellouts or bad juju or going too corporate or something, right? And when it was presented to me that J.R. Hildebrand, an Indy 500 car racer, and all these race car drivers wanted to get sponsored by XYO, and they believed in their project, they were just down here at our event. And when they said yes, I was like, you know what? I come from a direct response marketing background, which means I pay for clicks, and I try to see revenue and make a return on ad spend to 2x my earnings on that very day. With NASCAR, I just always looked at it as, oh, well, like, you know, you see a NASCAR race car with M&Ms on it or, you know, FedEx or, you know, like right. some packages. I'm like, oh, it's just a money just sink a waste for of money. guys that have no idea how to freaking market. Right. But what was awesome when I looked at it and when they believed in our project and when I discovered that FedEx, a company that now we have a partnership with, with the FedEx Institute, right, which is huge. That NASCAR thing got us in the exact same room as FedEx, and they spend $60 million a year on sponsorships with NASCAR, and it's great brand recognition. So for NASCAR, for instance, when and I'm going to bring it back to the laughter, when it was brought to me, Marcus and I were sitting there. This is in like a January or February. when Who, no Marcus? One, Marcus is my uh, business partner, one of my three business partners and three founders of XYO. We have Ari Tro, the architect, the guy like the Matrix Part 2 that just talks about you know, vis-a-vis and realities and all that stuff, right? All right. Marcus is the organized German of the bunch, and everyone has to have one of those. And <laughs> uh, I am the uh, the marketing guy that likes to say, screw it, let's do it, and have a lot of fun. So when NASCAR was presented to me and us, we were sitting around, we're like, okay, we are an unknown cryptocurrency project. We are the most passionate people we know about this because and what this could be and what we want to do. And so we're like, you know what? Most of the time we would say no or I would say no to things like this. And this time around, I was like, this sounds like a lot of fun. It's going to create a lot of laughter. Life is way too short. Screw it. Let's motherfucking do it. <laughs> right on, man. And now a word from our sponsor. Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and crypto, all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Setting up Robinhood is easy. It was like butter. The ease of use of the app is for everyone. Robinhood has no commission fee. Other brokerages, they charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge a commission and you keep all of your profits. Its design is for easy use, easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with a personalized news feed. You can have custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving all of my listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford or Sprint to help you start building your portfolio. Sign up at crypto101.robinhood.com. That's crypto101, C R Y P T O 101.robinhood.com and start today. Now, back to the show. We've talked about you. We've talked about where you came from. We talked about your inspirations, your entrepreneurship, your philosophies, two great books. Aaron Paul is probably listening to this going, going, I'm buying the books tomorrow. And now I think we're at XYO. What is XYO? 
XYO, the name comes from XY, which XY, like latitude, longitude, location. The thing that ties everything together is XYZT, you know, latitude, longitude, altitude, and time. And it connects everything together. Now, XY started in 2012 from Ari Tro, the first guy that took a chance on me in 2008. From 2012 to 2000, uh, I would say 15, he was focused on this concept of XYZT coordinates and he called them web bubbles and he created a brand called Webble. He has gone through an illustrious career in, in, this, in this venture of having really not that much help from or luck, I would say, on the marketing side of things. And that's where I come into the picture in, in a little bit, okay? So in 2015, he decides to pivot to, to creating location technology called XY Beacons, okay? Things were doing really, really well and going really well, but it's a hardware business. Right. Hardware business is very, very hard. Right. And in 2017, towards the tail end, they had a few late shipments, their products came in late and they missed Christmas season. By the time I got there, they were like over $2 million in debt in Whoa. the red. They okay. just had a massive layoff. I had no idea when I got there at the time. Here's what my life was like. I was going to that library in downtown San Diego every single day and studying. I would walk back and take the trolley every single day where the people next to me would be, you know, a lot of homeless people, which was fine. They were nice. That's who I hung out with for about a year. And I just read this whole time. So as I was getting off the trolley, Ari's office is in downtown San Diego. And you can see a big uh, sign on the side of it that says Webble. Mm -hmm. I was walking by and I'm like, this is in 2017, end of last year. And I was like, I wonder what the hell Ari is up to these days. Hmm. So I shoot him an email. I was like, hey, let's meet up. Let's grab a drink. I want to see what you're up to. We... Go to, of course, he lives at his office, at, at the Webble office. Downstairs from the office is a bar called Carl Strauss. We decide to meet up at Carl Strauss. This is about like 7 or 8 p.m. at night because okay. he works till 7 or 8 p.m., right? And he starts at like 7 a.m. sharp every day. I met up with Ari at Carl Strauss at the end of 2017, and it was clear that he needed help. He needed marketing help. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. I'm going to help this guy out. He took a chance on Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply me i'm going to come back and take a chance on this and figure out how the hell i can turn a company that is a two or three million dollars in debt a findable company which it's normal to have that amount of debt you know in this in a hardware type of company but Mm. they were also they just hit like a negative one million dollar profit so they had a huge massive layoff and we the entire time instead of talking about this all we were talking about was how amazing, and I was just going back and forth with him about Ethereum and blockchain and cryptocurrency. And it took him a little while, but over the next two months, I fo- I was laser focused on uh, really cleaning up and helping clean up his the e-commerce business, the XY Findables business. Mm-hmm. And then the exciting part kicked off, and we started mapping out and it was like a, it was like one night in a late a late december we were mapping out on a whiteboard how we can we could use this location technology that he's been building working on and thinking about since 2012 mm-hmm. and create an oracle network that smart contracts that blockchain ethereum smart contracts can call out to and it has set off one of the most amazing turnarounds i think you know in uh Western capitalism history. We've gone from a negative $4 million you know, uh, deficit on book value to $22 million in working capital, and it hasn't even been a year yet. Wow. It's 10 months. Wow. A year ago, we were at seven people. Today, we're at 70 people. Wow. We, have, we run the company almost like a public company. We have an SEC Reg A plus uh, qualification. So we have to do, you know, filings and reports, stuff like that. And I was, which is amazing that the SEC has done that. It's just this awesome program people should check out and look into. It's, uh, it started during the Jobs Act. I think Obama started it. And it's, you know, to, there was a lot of crowdfunding going on. And so they created a way to ensure, the SEC created a way to ensure that investors can purchase something in a safe and compliant manner. Um, so... Yeah, that's a piece of our story. And what's awesome about that is that with the SEC Reg A+, you're required to disclose all of your financials. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like a report card so they can see our huge, massive turnaround. Right. It was XY The Findables Company. But we have 
really emerged into something else. And what I'm really, I commend Ari for is he put $7 million of his own personal capital from his previous success, right? He's been at this a long time. He was born the same, like a year before Elon Musk was born. He's been coding since the, like the late 1970s. He put $7 million into XY and his personal capital. Mm-hmm. When he had the massive layoff, you know, it was a deep, dark December. And you're looking at, you know, three to $4 million in debt. Most entrepreneurs would throw in the towel and call it quits. He got lucky, I will say, and he would admit it as well. And I'm not saying this because I have any ego or anything that I showed up and that Marcus was available as well. Mm. Uh, because he finally had a team where he didn't quit. Like s- since 2012, he has been creating this company, right? And he didn't quit. And so XY, we've we've officially changed the name. I don't know if you know this from XY the Findables Company to XY the Persistent Company. Right on. It's just never quitting and persistent also because of blockchain. Uh, in computer science, the term persistence is something that, you know, impermanence and something that stays forever is uh, it's kind of a play on that as well. So, right on, man. Right yeah. on. That was a great story about uh, entrepreneurialism and not quitting. Also, if whoever's listening, if they want to know a little bit more about the Jobs Act, go to ICO 101 podcast. We have an episode just on the Jobs Act so you can understand what that is and what he was talking about. But if you could, in about five minutes or so, what does XYO do? What are you building? So now you know why. Now you know what the XY stands for. We got the okay? XY. We know the story. Here's we got everybody the, in there. Here's, the players. Here, here's where it all comes together. Okay, so XYO stands for XY Oracle Network. The concept is really quite simple, actually. In Ethereum, there's things, and in other blockchain platforms, there's things called smart contracts. This is essentially computer code that that executes, uh, and it will execute on, for example, the Ethereum World Node Computer Network of. 12,000 nodes. Now, what we wanted to do, we wanted to create basically functionality where you can put into your smart contract, if item A, for example, if my package carrying drone flies over to location you know, B, then I want you to autonomously send ether or money from one wallet to another wallet without, and this is the key part, involving any middlemen or escrow agents like fee-sucking banks or credit card institutions that just prey off of consumers with late fees. We wanted to connect and bridge X, Y, or bridge blockchain to the real world. And in the world of blockchain, there's a concept called an oracle. An oracle is an off-chain data source, basically that the blockchain doesn't have access to. So the blockchain needs to call out to this Oracle, this off-chain data source to get information. With us, our Oracle is location. It's XY. It's latitude, longitude. And it's in a way where we have created a decentralized location network. So everyone that operates and sets up a what we call a geomining uh, node, these are devices that basically provide and witness other location uh, data of other nodes around it. So you can geomine and earn XYO to do this. Um, we wanted to do this in a way where instead of calling out to like, okay, well, GPS.com or UPS.com to get an item's location. Screw that. You know why? 
It's centralized. Mm. You have to trust GPS, which gets spoofed and hacked all the time. Does it? Or UPS? Yeah. If you go really? on, if you go on to, if you go to YouTube.com and just search uh, GPS spoofing, you will find pages upon pages of fourteen-year-olds showing their friends how to hack and spoof GPS so that they can play Pokemon Go and collect Pokemon Go and pretend that they're in like all these different parts of the world no to shit. collect all okay. Pokemon. It's ruined Pokemon Go. You remember how popular it was? Oh, yeah, man. It's freaking ruined it. And so there's been no solution up to this point up until now. Wait, now I, we have to bring this back, though, because now I have XYO is the solution for Pokemon Go. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the solution for location certainty. Okay. If an item was where XYO says it was, it's backed by cryptographic proof and consensus backed by the entire network, right? That it was where it says it was. Like we're not even, what's funny is a lot of people are focused on location accuracy. We're not focused on that at all. We're focused on location certainty. So we want to be able to make a decentralized, cryptographically backed platform that says, if my item was on this person's doorstep or in this person's house, then I want you to send their money to me, right? Or like my money to them. We want to make location-reliant transactions something you can actually trust. And trusting location is going to be critical in the world of tomorrow where you have self-driving cars like carrying our lives in it in, mm. in the self-driving car's hands right and you can have a freaking 14 year old knowing how to spoof you know in a, a autonomous self-driving car's gps like location of where it, where it thinks it is right it's not going to work in the world of tomorrow it's right. like we need to do something about this and you saw it at our conference uh spatial just uh yesterday uh with our drone landing in the demo it's freaking incredible so let me, let me put this into a visual for the listeners real quick Imagine you're ordering something from Amazon and it's getting delivered by drone. This is the scenario without XYO. And tell me if I'm right or wrong. You order something from Amazon, it's flying to your house with a drone. Somebody can actually say that house is somewhere else, maybe down the street or another couple blocks over and get whatever you ordered, your cell phone or what have you, from Amazon, put at their doorstep just because they wanted to divert the drone. And then it says, oh, it made delivery because it dropped it off and you picked it up and we signed for it or what have you. And that's all because they spoofed the GPS. Now, with this, there is no way for them to spoof it. That drone is going to deliver the product to your doorstep, and Amazon and you are going to know that it was delivered. There's no way to lie about it. That is correct. Yeah. Because we're relying on GPS, which is controlled and owned by one entity. And who's that? The U.S. government. It's 24 satellites that orbit this planet Earth that we live on. Which, by the way, means it won't scale into space. Stop, which is wait, going to wait, 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 wait. You just said something years. very important, dude. Yeah. So that, does that mean the world's not flat? <laughs> yes. Okay, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind exactly. blow right here, or bro. For all, for all of you flat earthers out there that believe in conspiracies, uh, there's 24 satellites that just hover above the flat earth. Now okay? it's starting to make a lot more sense. Thank you very much. Yes, I was confused yes. for a minute. So whatever you choose to believe, the problem <laughs> is that it's really easy to... To, to spot and spoof a centralized authority. What we've created is we're doing what basically Bitcoin did to the financial infrastructure in 2009. We're doing it to the location infrastructure. So we're making it people powered. So people, we have an Android, we have our Android SDK either through opting your phone and downloading our Android app or the iOS app, or even we have IoT hardware beacons that all they do 
is verify the locations of other items around it. And it's through various protocols. It could be used in Bluetooth. It can be cellular, RFID, uh, mm. LoRa, you know, LP WAN, all of these things. It's this this very generalized protocol that you can like opt all of these things into. And so when you have private key, public key cryptography verifying, and you have thousands, tens of thousands of devices that are verifying that they saw this item at this location, and it's all tied together, you know, by the, by the time it gets to your house or gets to a house, it's really easy to spoof maybe one satellite up in the sky. It's hard to spoof about a thousand to 10,000 encrypted devices with private key public keys with all of their own history to it as well so it's basically all resolving down to once again applied logic and applied math uh which cryptography is based on you gave me a couple of examples when i was talking to you a little bit ago about different applications that xyo could be used one you said was like nuclear bombs or nuclear arsenals being moved right now they're using the gps and they so that's how they know where the location of the bombs are you said it could be spoofed that seems like a problem you know, I, I don't know if I brought up that example. That's probably like a markets example. Like oh, is it? Nuclear stuff going yeah. on? Yeah. My use cases are usually like the easy one is to kind of understand the, the whole package delivering, you know, and paying for an item, not at the time that you order it or buy it, and not even when it even gets to your doorstep, not even when it gets in your home, but paying for an item when it gets in your hand mm. and when you open it. Right. And it can be autonomously deposited, you know, from your wallet to Amazon's wallet without involving fee sucking banks or what, once again, the things that drive me nuts are the credit cards that just prey off of uh, really they prey off of businesses charging, you know, the fees and pay off consumers for late fees. So that's really my favorite use case. Right. on, man. Hey, do you mind if we go into some uh, general questions? Yeah. Who do you respect in the crypto space? If there was somebody that you would follow, if they were writing a blog or on the news or, or sending out a tweet, who would you make sure that you read? So the first one I've listened to, uh, and I really like the way he phrases and communicates the power of blockchain and the implications of it, is Nick Sabo who I believe pioneered and created smart contracts. He has a lot of good ways in which he explains certain things. Like, for instance, smart contracts collapses agreement and payment into the exact same thing, into dry code. And wet code is essentially contracts, legal contracts that you sign with, you know, ink. And so he's definitely one individual. Uh, another individual, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, we had a guy named Vlad Zamfir. He's one of the co-creators of Ethereum. This guy, I mean, we had some fun times. We <laughs> we hung out at my place and we watched like randomly. We watched uh, Full Metal Jacket, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and we were like pointing out certain things that was like, oh yeah, that's what the punishment is like in in Casper Proof of Stake and stuff like that. <laughs> but that guy, uh, he was one of the most interesting people I've ever met because he's just so bright, but his mind doesn't go off and he can't. He it doesn't. He doesn't talk about generalized stuff. Like his mind is always in consensus protocol research. No shit. He talks in set theories. Like, and then the third guy I really respect from afar 
is, of course, Vitalik Buterin. I think what he has built, that's the reason that really got me. I mean, I, I remember being into Bitcoin in the way early days. and But I studied finance because I needed to choose a major. And my dad basically said, you're choosing finance. <laughs> but finance bores the living shit out of me. Oh, man. I'll be Tell honest. Me about it. Yep. So when Bitcoin first arrived, it was finance. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's that's cool. But I get it. It's boring. But when Ethereum arrived and, you know, pioneered by Vitalik and many other contributors, you know, including Vlad, uh, what he built drew me in and reinvigorated and inspired me to go a thousand percent in on this space. So I definitely respect him as well. Who do you follow to get like the what's shaking? If you're going to put your ear to the street, get the beat, get the heartbeat, the pulse, who would you look for? Who would you follow on Twitter? Who are you following? That's also a good question. I don't really, you know, I don't really follow Twitter much. Apparently, other team members, especially in crypto, Twitter is their main go-to for everything. I try to read books a lot. I don't spend too much time following any certain voices. I like to visit the Ethereum Reddit uh, and get my news through that. And Graham, our uh, head of developer relations, or I guess maybe he's a developer evangelist, whatever one's sounds cooler and whatever one Graham wants he can have <laughs> um, he pointed out there's I think it's called like the block crypto or the crypto block or something there's some site that I he pointed out to me recently and I really loved the material and the news uh, and the way they put it out there uh, so I follow that but really like to get a pulse on everything mm -hmm. I try to be as obsessed as I can be with our community our customers like I hang out in our Telegram all the time. Right. And I'm like, even if people don't see me like responding all the time, like right. I read every single thing, every single day. Like the thing that I want to define XY and everything we do is the same thing that defines Amazon's culture is to be obsessed with our customers. Right. And I try to instill that. I get pissed sometimes that, you know, maybe some of our employees or something, they're like, oh, the customer says this, but do we really promise that? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter what we promised or not. Satisfy the customer. Like mm. we need to be obsessed with them. Right. And so I get a pulse on what's going down by just listening to my community and customers. Is the customer ever wrong? That is a great question. Sometimes, yes. But I will say 99% of the time, no. It's just we're not conditioned to bend over backwards and really cater to our customers and delight them and surprise them. So I'd say most of the time, no. However, there's always the case where there are you know malicious people out there that will see something or someone or some organization that's doing something good and they will try to take advantage of them you know or policies or something right look nordstrom i think has a great policy right like you can return anything just from what i've heard i don't shop there because it's too expensive and i'm a guy right <laughs> but you know they nordstrom freaking bans customers because there's like customers that try to take advantage of them and purchase clothes and you know wear it to like weddings and stuff and then right. go and return it and they've done that like you know 400 times right nordstrom's gonna look at the customer their crm and go you know what uh every single item this customer buys they return so yes i would say in that position hell yeah the customer's wrong and mm -hmm. you should do the right thing and especially if you have an organization that's trying to do the right thing do not take advantage of it and i think it stems from entitlement too so, right so fuck yeah i mean we're all human we all can be wrong right yeah so. right on man right on besides xyo what project do you think is going to have the biggest impact in the future of say of the crypto space obviously number one i like ethereum 
Uh, I like their community, their dev community. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I have heard rumblings recently that the Lightning Network is coming to Bitcoin finally, and, and it's going to be a game changer, and it's really looking awesome. The thing that I am personally excited about is I like EOS, and I like, I, I've used it. I've used the wallet Graymass. I've used a few of the sample dApps. I love the account naming scheme. It's not just a bunch of 0x addresses. 0x like literally 0x not 0x the coin and i'm a really big fan of eos i think it's uh you know it has some a lot of haters as well but there's there's also some phenomenal members of its community like the guy i think his name is rob finch who founded ico alert and he's now uh running the block producer called cypherglass that guy is someone that I think we should figure out a way how to work with at some point. Like he's just a super passionate entrepreneur doing some awesome things. So like look into Cypherglass, look into EOS. I like EOS. I like Zcash. I've liked Zcash for a long time. I am a biggest fan right now. Uh, and you guys, everyone listening should check this out. It's called, especially if you're an Ethereum dApp developer, Portis, P-O-R-T-I-S dot I-O. They're doing what seemingly no other Ethereum dApp developer is like focusing on. Mm -hmm. They're actually focusing on user experience. Like the user experience and new user onboarding experience in Ethereum, you know, and like loading up your Ethereum wallet, MetaMask, um, you know, the fees and stuff like that, right? To, to just get started to use a dApp, it sucks. It's horrendous. It's a disaster. The user that... The, the developer should be able to, you know, build on Ethereum, but not have the end user have to know that it's running on Ethereum. Right. EOS, I think, has done a good job at that. I think they could do a better job, too. Every single dApp is going to do a better job at that. But, uh, yeah, those ones are my favorites. If there is a new person getting into the space, this is the first podcast. We, you know, this is Crypto 101. Somebody's going to Google Crypto 101. We're going to pop out. They're like, holy shit, there's a podcast. And they might come on to your episode, listen to Scott, talk about cryptocurrency, talk about XYO, and wonder, should they get into it? What would your advice be to these new people coming into the space? I'd say this. Absolutely, yes, you should get into it. Because I have what I call the 200-year bet. Would you bet your life? Here's what cryptocurrency and blockchain all revolves around. It revolves around the series of natural numbers. It revolves around cryptography. It revolves around applied logic and applied math. So in 200 years, what do you think is going to be around if you had to bet your life on it? Bank of America or math? <laughs> Good news for all of the math fans out there. And then for the Bank of America fans, uh, yes, the world is flat. So <laughs> so, you tell, so you tell the new person, go for it, get into it. Yes, how, definitely how, get into it. But how, how would they get into it? All right, there's going to be two types of people that are going to get into it, okay? If you're a developer type, you need to pick up the book called Ethereum, okay? Now, if you're like the rest of the world and you're not a developer type, you need to pick up, I would say, your book, Crypto 101, and read Crypto 101 and get in on that, is you need a starter guide to know what the heck you're even getting in on. Here's the most unfortunate thing that I've seen happen is because, you know, we did an, a very public and, you know, massive token XYO token main sale. Mm -hmm. And when people joined our Telegram community, they were getting hit up by scammers left and right saying, hey, this is this is the real Scott. Ignore the other Scott. Uh, send your, I don't know, $500 worth of Ether 
uh, to my wallet address and I'll give you an extra bonus, oh, you know, shit, and stuff really? like that. It was crazy. Wow. And so, yeah, it's it's so sad and unfortunate. We've like had to, you know, prevent this, ban this. We have mods. It costs us $7,000 per month to have Telegram mods to try to find these scammers and put them to waste. Like $7,000 a month. Yes. We Holy have to pay shit. that, yeah, per month to to police this and protect our users. It sucks, but yet it still happens over and over. So if you're going to get into cryptocurrency, which is a very early stage space, you know, like without reading like what you've created, the Crypto 101 book and guide, like you are absolutely crazy. You need to understand what you're getting in on and it'll pay off because you'll be about, I don't know, 50 years ahead of every single other person out there. Damn, got a book plug from Scott. That's what I'm talking about. I'm serious. Look That's at that. Serious. So I got a question for you. Now, this is not on the list, but you just said about the, the the scammers. Like, hi, I'm Scott. Send me this, and I'll send you that. You know, being a marketer, reading all the books, could you do it better? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. It's like it's being authentic and doing something amazing and being like having a purpose-driven mission. Like, I feel like I don't even have to market as hard as I used to have to market mm. because our product – it markets itself. Right. It comes from a great core. So, Scott, I want to say, before I ask this last question, thank you for inviting me to Spatial. Thank you for allowing me to speak and share my message as well to everybody. And, well, man, thank you for your passion and what you're doing in the space and giving everybody great one-on-ones, not only on entrepreneurship, some good books to read, but also different ideas to move us forward in blockchain. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. Right on, man. Last question. What three songs would you like on the Crypto 101 Spotify playlist? I would do Chan Chan by Buena Vista Social Club. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? such a good song, yeah. man. Oh, it's amazing. That whole album is, is just dope. Oh, and you know what else? Since this is cryptocurrency related, I would do Rage Against the Machine, Take the Power Back on the first album. Oh, man. Yeah. Good song. Ne- definitely need to put Old Thing Back. Uh, with Matoma and the Notorious B.I.G. Old Thing Back song. If you're in the Virgin Islands going on a boat, like you need to play Old Thing Back. All right, right on. Yeah. Scott, thank you very much for coming on Crypto 101, and good luck to your project. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. Scott, XYO team, if you're listening... Thank you very much for coming on the show and thank you very much for your hospitality while it's out in San Diego for the spatial event. And after you're done listening to this episode, please jump over to YouTube, Crypto 101 with Matthew Aaron, to hear my opinion on XYO Network and hear my take on the spatial event in San Diego. It was an amazing event and I had a blast. In the next episode of Crypto 101, we have on the Crypto 101 listeners. Now, not like all of our other listener episodes, this one is a little bit different because they're all crypto entrepreneurs in the space. They were all listeners of Crypto 101 and somewhere along the road, along the journey, they decided to start a side hustle or a business in the crypto space. And I am really, really excited to hear about those journeys and those stories. And before we go, like always, ApogeeCrypto.com, that's A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com, the best place for your real-time prices, CryptoNews.com for your news, and a big shout-out to the editor of today's show, Mr. Jay LaBella. We'll see you in future episodes of Crypto 101.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.